Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. Another sponsor of the program is Lee's Tees. He uses high-quality t-shirts, and the designs and the colors are crisp. He has a graphic artist on the payroll uh, who can design pretty much anything that you want to have on a t-shirt. So if you're a comedian or you're doing a family reunion or some kind of fundraising thing and you need t-shirts, go to leestees.com. That's L-E-E-S-T-E-E-Z.com. And our last sponsor is KB Remodeling, Inc., Kevin Brown is the owner of his company. He uh, is an amazing whiz with pretty much any repair that you need around your house, uh, whether it's cement or kitchen remodel, bathroom remodel, floors, fences, sheetrocking, you name it, this guy can do it. So if you live in the Minneapolis area and you need any work done around your house, please check out kbremodelinginc.com. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. Like an old man told me one time, the key to a long and fruitful marriage is keep your mouth shut. You don't have to seduce me. No. In recent news, we'll be splitting up after this podcast. I want to invite him to my podcast. You're going to be very unpopular around here, Henry, if you don't produce a golden ticket soon. The best thing that came out of the 80s was me. Oh, no, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's 40s. It's all horns and hats. Oh, it's... I have a show that not since Monday. Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm Mark Poulos. Special episode today, 20 Questions with Mark and Anita. Yay! <laughs> We are busy, busy parents, and we've tried to tape this a couple times at home, and it hasn't worked. So we figure, why not do a phoner? Anything to say about that? It all, it all sounds good. It all sounds good to me. <laughs> well, we might as well get into the meat of this. We'll go question number one. Actually, uh... Two questions from Miss Wendy Mayberry. Uh huh. Question one: What are the secrets to a happy marriage? Oh, Wendy! How would we know, Wendy? (laughs) (laughs) We fight like cats and dogs all day long. I can't stand this love. That's a good question. I actually, I really like that one. Uh, Why don't you go first? I would say that uh, obviously communication and laughter are two big things. Yeah, it'd be great if we had either one of those, even just one of them. You know what? You shut that yeah. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is communication <laughs> and laughter. Well done. Um, yeah, I would say that. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't even feel like it's a secret to me. I just feel like, you know, um, when, I mean, naturally when you meet someone, I think like you should feel like there's no effing way that there is probably anyone else in the world that's going to put up with you the way this person does and vice versa. Um, (laughs) so that I think is obviously a staple for that. Um, 
but otherwise, yeah, I think just, I mean, well, it's, know, it seems like very open. It seems like a lot of it, at least from my point of view, I've never been married before, obviously, and neither of you, but uh, it seems like the people that have a lot of problems are the ones that are unwilling to compromise on a lot of issues. Yeah. Like, there's always got to be a middle ground, but it seems like two alpha personalities together that won't bend on either of their things is kind of where most of the problems come in. Yeah, but then, and if you have someone who's really alpha and someone who is really submissive, like, that, then it just ends up being, like, I don't know, I feel like those relationships, I feel bad for those people because I feel like one person's just getting stepped on and the other person's, <laughs> but, but the other person submissive is like, well, whatever, you know. So, are you are um, you speaking of anybody yeah, in, so, in specific? Anybody specific? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am not naming names because I've got like literally when I said it, I had someone in mind, and I'm like, nope, cut it off at the door. <laughs> I just have to make sure I don't even say genders. <laughs> Go ahead and release yeah. the name right now. No, I can't. <laughs> I would be in so much trouble with this. I'm just kidding. I feel like it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of those relationships floating around. I feel like ours sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, on certain issues or whatever, you know, uh-huh. it's just a back and forth, you know. Yeah, I think so too. I think for the most part, like with us, like I feel bad because I feel like I do end up making a lot of our decisions, but you're very laid back about it. But in the same token, you also have things like, you know, like what we were just, I mean, our listeners don't know this, but earlier today we were, you know, having a conversation about, um, you know, schedules and trying to work through schedules so that we could make our lives work as a family. And, you know, I think that you always take into account the fact that you, you know, for work, you do have to be gone a lot. And so I think that we both, you know, we both make sacrifices and we both compromise in areas that aren't, you know, aren't necessarily things that we genuinely would be our first choice, but I think we always work with, you know, and we're good at weighing out, um, you know, sitting down and weighing out what's, what are the pluses and minuses here and what, you know, what works best for us and being open to that and not, um, not saying, no, well, this is how it's going to be, so figure it out. But <laughs> and especially with another, yeah. and, es- and especially with another tiny baby on the way, things get crazy. Right. Which leads yeah. into Wendy's. Which leads into Wendy's second question: What is the hardest thing about being a parent? The hardest thing uh, for me. Being sober so much. <laughs> hey, y'all. Come on. You were supposed to laugh faster than that. I was like, come on. I'm waiting for the laughter. No. <laughs> I, thought there was, I thought there was more afterwards, so I gave you the That's benefit it. of the doubt. <laughs> Mama likes Don't to get her juice on. <laughs> Mama, Mama likes to get that gin ju- and juice. Gin and juice. <laughs> Oh man, I think for me the hardest thing is just not being well, able to, a, huh? Yeah. 
No, I know that yours. Was a joke, I so know I yours was a, with a real one. But go ahead and finish. I it. I know yours was a joke. Come on. <laughs> and that's Anita's answer, and uh, my no, answer. I think for me, obviously, the hardest part about being a parent is not having a crystal ball and being able to see the future, you know? Oh, yeah. There's just so, yeah, boy, so, so many things that can happen, as they say, betwixt the cup and the lip. Oh, no. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, many, many a trips no, I, between okay, the so cup and I the lip. Say, <laughs> I will for me is um, like knowing that it is my job to keep this child like unharmed and alive. You know, <laughs> so like and that is a real answer because yeah. I am almost I mean it's almost paralyzing to how worried I am about predators, like people hurting our kids or oh, yeah. people, you know, I mean that's part of the reason why it, I think we have so much worry about, you know, our childcare situations and, you know, things like that because it's, it's really tough to trust people to love your kid like you love your kid because it's never going to happen, you know? It, yeah. It is amazing. Um, it is amazing to me. I'm sure parents that uh, have full childcare or whatever, like how they're just kind of flip and able to drop both their kids off every day, five days a week for 40 hours a week or whatever. And Yeah, and there's so much about that that I find amazing. Like, A, I think that's awesome that they have, you know, that they're not as weird as I am. You know what I mean? Because, like, <laughs> thousands and millions and millions of parents do it every day. And I... I don't know what it is. Like, I am, like, so weird about it. I mean, I know what it is. I, you know, like, yeah. I think everyone who knows me personally knows why I am this way. But, um, you know, but just in general, like, I think, you know, I'm sure that it is hard for those parents um, to do, for some of those parents to do it. And some, I know, I mean, I have friends who have kids that they're like, nope, I need a job. I can't stand being around kids 24 hours a day. And I respect that. I, I understand yeah. Um, but then the other side is the expense. Like literally, um, and again, what we were talking about earlier, um, you and I before we started our podcast was like how expensive it is. So you're paying someone, you know. I mean, for a lot of families who have more than one child in daycare, you're paying someone more than what you might even make out in the workplace just to be gone and I know families who do that because they'd rather be working than caring for their kids you know it's, which that's their prerogative yeah fine it's amazing um, the amount the amount but, of money it costs yeah. to keep your children uh taken care of <laughs> yes to keep your kids alive yeah did you see that did you see that Facebook post today about the lady uh who was asking a serious question to her her friends and family um, that she was she got proposed to, but she was on like government assistance and welfare and and all that kind of stuff, and she said, "I have such a sweet deal going. Does anybody know a lawyer so I can get one of those prenups written up so I don't lose all my benefits?" 
Oh. Ooh. Okay. Just pretend you're getting married and don't go through the legal system and you'll be just fine. I just find just it have re- a, a commitment ceremony without all the legal mumbo jumbo. How's that? Lawyers and contracts don't need to be involved here. Daddy. A prenup for welfare? Come on. That. Whoa, that is really something. So, yeah, I guess there is that, but, you know. Next next question. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's Joe Lehman? Lehman? Is this one of your, is this one of your friends? Yeah, it's an Ohio State guy. Okay. His question to us is, where is our favorite place to people watch? Oh, wait, Joe Lehman. No, I don't know who that is. That must be a friend of yours. Um, Peggy Lehman, my friend, too. Maybe it's her husband. Yeah. No, she's not married. Go ahead. Brother? Uh, (laughs) Anyway, it's somebody. Okay, sorry, Joe, because apparently neither one of us will claim you. So thanks for playing. So his question (laughs) is, your favorite place to people watch? Favorite place to people watch? Ooh. For me, it's always going to be Walmart because that place is just a treasure trove of people watching. <laughs> oh my God, especially by our house. Yowza. Oh boy. I feel like everybody probably says, especially by their house, but I feel like our house is. Uh, we are the minority in our neighborhood, and it makes them, for some reason, <laughs> because of that, it makes it even more fascinating for me. But, that is the truth. Uh, yeah, so Walmart's good. Walmart's good. Um, I will say, um, I'll say, I mean, I've only been to a couple of Walmarts in the South. And so, yes, Walmart, but in the South, those are really fun. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, I would say anywhere in the South. Like I guess, I guess. Waffle House or I whatever. Guess. I guess from our experience with Willow, maybe the emergency room of downtown HCMC. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, right now. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Uh, best place to people watch, if you ever get some time, Disco Park on 8th Avenue and, uh, let's see, 8th and 1st, I think it is, or 8th and Chicago, maybe. Uh, 8th and Chicago. Uh, go hang out there by the HCMC Hennepin <laughs> County Medical Center. Just just park, pay the meter, and and enjoy. Bring some popcorn and a soda, and have yourself a day because it's was that good. was that it's where good. you got uh, where you got hit on when you were like six months yes, pregnant? Yes, it was. <laughs> Absolutely, I walked out of OB there, and I got hit on by an old toothless man. <laughs> Saying, damn, girl, you look mighty fine. I go, oh, I go, yep, I'm seven months pregnant, not too bad. And he goes, dang, girl. like, he wasn't surprised I was pregnant. He was, he, like, showed no, I mean, obviously, I was very pregnant. And he was still like, dang, you married? And I go, yep, I sure am. And for some reason, I wasn't wearing my rings. So I think my fingers were, like, yeah. fat and swollen from being seven months pregnant. And he goes, I didn't see no ring, girl. Like, I was lying about it. And I'm like, okay, this has gone too far. I'm literally already 20 feet away from this guy, and he is 
still trying to get get on. <laughs> he my goes, business. he goes, and damn, I, damn, girl, I want to put another baby on top of that one. Oh God! <laughs> oh, and I said, you know what? You know what, T. Roy or Troy, whichever you go by, I don't, I don't think this is a good, a good idea. The gumball machine so, is full. Anyway. <laughs> What's that? The gumball machine is full, T. Roy. That's so true. Next okay, question. Yes, uh, just wait before we leave Joe Layman's question. Yes. You are his friend, not me. So congratulations. Oh, perfect. I know Moving Joe. On. He's a real good friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You you're my only mutual friend with him. So I'm guessing he's not a comic. He's probably just a fan or something like that of your work. I got a lot of fans. Anywho, <laughs> you really, you really do have. Both of them are so nice. We're uh, hey, watch your face. All right. Come on, both of them. <laughs> okay. I got two fans. That's it. Next question. That's it. That's All right. Very. We'll go through this one quick because it's kind of silly. It's from Alan Sand Sandridge. Yes. You know Alan. I know Alan. Now that's an Ohio State guy. All right. He says, uh, why do so many people find it okay to pick their nose while they're driving? Uh, feel like because they uh, feel like nobody's watching or... Or even if they are, you're, up there. you're gone in you a know? second even if they see you picking your nose. So why not just get it done? Yeah, figure it out. You know, you have napkins left over from your visit to Wendy's. Just figure it out. I think that's a good enough. Next question yeah. from uh, Michelle K. Speck. Oh, Michelle. Yes. Her question for us is uh, gummy bears or gummy worms and favorite flavors. Oh, God, worms. Worms and all day long. I can't stand either of them. As I'm much. Gonna, I'm going to tell you why. I don't. I don't like either of them anyway. But when it comes to bears or worms, with the worms, they're usually like two or three colors on them. Well, those aren't. So those aren't gummy know, worms. Those are sweet and sour worms. They or are sour worms okay, or whatever. Well, yeah. I don't. Well, then sour worms. But I guess otherwise, I don't like the consistency of gummy. Much of anything, not even really like. They're just too. Um, they're too damn hard. That much. They make my jaw hurt while they, I'm trying yeah. to eat them. That's true. You can only you can you get them sparingly, or you'll get TFJ <laughs> or TJM. What is it? Ten, uh, tense TJM, jaw. Maybe I don't know. Tense jaw face or something. Tense jaw face. That's what it is. All right. So, anyways, I guess I'll I'll go with worms just because, but not a huge fan of either. Yeah. Go for it. Next question is from Jill. Coming. Jill. The Jill. Our Jill. Our Jill. She. Oh yeah. She wants to ask. It's a two-part question, but they pretty much go together. Who is your okay. favorite? Who's your favorite person that li lives in Eden Prairie? 
And if you had, <laughs> and if you had to choose between having lunch with a famous person or Jill, who would you choose? And she says, think very carefully about your answer, as though it's threatening. <laughs> Okay, so my favorite person who lives in Eden Prairie has to be uh, my friend's cousin's aunt. What? Amy. Okay, it's Jill. <laughs> I was trying to, it, it really is Jill. Mine's oh, Bob, who Bob works at you. Jimmy John's. Who, yours is who? Bob, who works at Jimmy John's. No, yours is probably Miles, because Miles oh. lives in EP as well. That's right. It would be Miles. I'm probably going to get my throat cut yeah. next time she comes over to the house, though. And that's all right, because that's why I made you answer, Miles, so that someone else can cut your face <laughs> and it doesn't have to be me. And sadly, I would have to say There's having... I, I would sadly have to say that I would rather have lunch with a famous person than Jill, just on the mere fact that I think it'd be kind of strange if just me and Jill went to lunch without you. <laughs> that... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and I, I like, I get lunch with Jill all the time. So to be honest, guess I'm gonna still pick Jill because I need to think very carefully because Jill is frightening. She does have a mean streak. She really does. So we gotta watch out for her. Um, yes. Yeah, so I would say Jill, but if Jill wasn't available for lunch i have got a few famous people that i'd like to have lunch with <laughs> who steve yeah. tyrell uh, you know what's funny that is exactly who i was gonna say i would love <laughs> to sit and have lunch with him i did get to meet him of course yeah everybody probably knows but i i would like to sit and have lunch with him because he's awesome and, and but first barbara streisand Definitely oh shit! That'd be a hell of a lunch if you got both of those two together. Oh, both! Oh, I was just eating one at a time, but I would <laughs> take them both. I know that they're friends, so I'd wow. take them both. Next question. Okay. It's from Ruthie. Oh Christ! My cousin Ruth. Yep. Our She's... cousin Ruth. Have we ever had a disagreement? That question must be for me. I don't know. <laughs> for, for, I would say Ruthie and I probably have. No, um, have, have me and you ever had a disagreement? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh have we? Oh, for crying outside. Um, no, I think Ruthie was asking it to me. <laughs> no, and see, there was our disagreement. No, but... Was her, uh, hey, I think, honey, not to yeah. interrupt you, but was her Facebook post yesterday a joke? It has to be. She posted that she was pregnant again, and <laughs> I know that it's some kind of silly joke, you know, how they do those things, and then if you like it or comment on it, then they're like, hey, I gotcha, now you have to post one of these things to help oh. create breast cancer awareness i okay. i don't play those games i think they're silly but i i think it's fine that other people do i think that it was something like that uh, yeah. but now if she is knocked up congratulations <laughs> but I don't think so. and i'm sure we've uh, had we've had many disagreements for sure yeah for sure like our garbage can i mean that's one i mean little silly things 
for so, sure. Like uh, it's just starting garbage can that's stainless on, but it's just anyway. normal, normal everyday disagreements because we're both out of our minds and they butt yeah. up against each other every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I think for the most part, I think we're agreeable people. You know, so that yeah. helps. We're not, like, you know, so stuck in our ways that we're a-holes. But we do have, you know, we've got things that we don't we don't see eye-to-eye on, but we try, we try to meet in the middle. It's very rare that one of us says non-negotiable. You know, like, this is not, I have to do this thing or I have to have this thing or whatever. I think for the most part, you know, we... We might disagree, but then we'll find some kind of compromise yeah. that works for everybody. It's like you constantly so, yeah. want to start projects, and I constantly yeah. don't want to do anything. So that's a big disagreement. That's, <laughs> that's true. No, and, and even to build on that is I constantly want you to start projects for me, and I don't want to do anything, and neither do you. <laughs> it makes it tough day to day, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Whoa, those are the toughies. That's what we deal with. So, yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, okay. we have yeah. disagreements all the time. Like, about, you know, what's for dinner, about how things taste, about what someone said to us and how we perceived it. Or, you know, it's, it's all... It's constant. It's all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, it's common. It's just, I think that the key is just not letting it... Uh, not letting it run your relationship like just you know figure it out and move on quickly you know all right quick question from adam cuck yes do we like cake do we like cake depends on the day right now for me i can take it or leave it some days but typically yes Lots of cake. I will be completely honest. If it was socially acceptable to eat cake for all three meals, I would be knee deep in that shit. I yes, you would. I have that <laughs> true. And I've also trained you into the fine art of cake witch. That is, yeah. I had never seen that before in my entire life. And there's a lot of things that. <laughs> that you do on a regular basis or that you brought into the relationship that I would never have thought to even do and now it's just like a normal daily activity for me to like absorb those things that you do so what my what what my wife does is if she gets a cupcake and frankly I don't know why I hadn't thought of it before because it's an amazing thing is if you have cake that has frosting on the top of it, you basically break off the bottom part of the cake, put it on top, and make a cake sandwich. And why? Why? We don't know why. It's just for some reason. So you can handheld. It it, yeah, it helps disperse the, the frosting throughout the whole cake instead of just having cake on the roof of your mouth. Yeah. And frosting on the bottom or whatever so that's the truth anyway i like it yes yeah well so there's some and there's some that i do that are obnoxious and 
weird, and <laughs> you've also been very good about those too, and vice versa. I follow you around like a gentleman. like a trash man cleaning up all your wrappers. <laughs> That's right. That's the other thing is I don't I don't know what it is. Like I'll take I'll cut the top off a you know a bag of something and then or open up a thing of fruit snacks or something and I'm like a dude. <laughs> like I just leave it on the counter. You're too, I'll leave it there for a day or two, and I don't, are, I don't know why. You are too busy to be bothered with trash cans, honey, and I get that. I know. <laughs> the trash can is literally a foot and a half away from anywhere in our kitchen. Sometimes you actually oh. lay trash on top of the trash can and just walk away. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, but you have to embellish on that. So it's when it's like... The garbage is too full where it's an awkward shape to fit in the garbage because we have narrow, yeah. tall, skinny garbage cans. Or if it's recycling and it needs to go outside. But now I'm better about that because we have a recycling <laughs> bin just outside our door by the garbage can. Well, yeah. But <laughs> yes, that's true. And I'm a Nazi about recycling. So I am like really weird about making sure that certain oh, yeah. things get recycled. And I'm glad about that. So that's why sometimes I do. All right, we have reached the final question. Oh, it's a, boy. It's a two-parter from Mr. Matthew Ebel. And I feel oh, like it's a question. I, th- I feel like it's a question for me, but I'm sure you can chime in on it. It is. I remember it because it was a really good question. I was like, gosh, that's an awesome question. Anyway, He's, go for it. He said, uh, the question is, is it hard to support a family being a road comic and if I was starting road comedy right now with a family would I be able to pull it off basically and I mean yeah there's a very quick answer to the second part of that question is there's no way in hell if I was a beginning comedian with uh, a wife and now happening two kids thinking back to when I first started and the struggles that I went through is, I mean, literally the first year that I was a full-time comedian, I made, uh, $9,000. I mean, it's just like, I barely was able to survive on that and to try to support a family is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, thankfully now, that I've been in the business as long as I have and I've decided to write cleaner that uh, I've been given the opportunities for corporate work and college work and higher paychecks that affords me the ability to only be gone half of the month as opposed to the entire month and sometimes I can do three gigs in a month and make the money I need to make for that month so it's it's trying it's it's never going to be easy because anytime I have to leave it's it's heart-wrenching but uh i don't know what other job i could get right now where i could go and talk for 60 minutes and somebody hands me two thousand dollars you know yeah yeah that's uh, i'll chime in on that just a little bit is that (laughs) that's part of it is that you have become like for me as your wife on the other side of it i think i like personally from a, a woman's perspective, if he, I don't know if he's asking for 
you know, obviously I'm sure he's asking for your input as well, but um, from uh, the female counterpart in whatever situation that would be, um, I know I'm fine with it because I, you know, I met you at a show. Like I, you know, like our whole relationship has been you on the road. Like I knew what I was getting into. I agreed to it when I said I do. I mean, I, you know, like, when we were starting a family, like, yes, we didn't know that we would, could have kids. <laughs> so, um, yeah. that was more of a surprise, but you roll with the punches more because you inherently know like what you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, but if you walked up to me tomorrow and said, you know, this is a thing that I'm going to do. And if it was your only source of income, that would be, um, really tough to have to change that, that family yeah. dynamic um, just to like make if, it work. Like if I came um, up you to know. you and I said, I'm going to quit stand-up comedy and I'm going to go be a rodeo clown, but I don't really know how it all works, but I'll figure yeah. it out as I go along. I mean, that would just be crazy. But that's kind of how it is for for mm-hmm. men or women that are Fan, you know, family oriented, and they want to do comedy full time. It's it's hard to. That's why I knew when I first started in comedy when I was like twenty two, that if I didn't hit it as hard as I possibly could at that moment, there would be probably no chance of me ever doing it because. All right. I, I lived with my parents. Yeah. I lived with my parents. I had three bills I had to pay per month. I had no ties to anything. I literally, at one point, yeah. I, went, I went on the road for for 13 weeks in a row. I didn't even come home. I was gone for 13 weeks. And I, yeah. would, just, I would just call my mom and be yeah. like, I'm still alive. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Barely affording food because I'm making <laughs> 9000 a year, but I'm yeah. still alive. But that's how it is you know, for people nowadays. Like, where if they have this dream yeah. that they want to go and they want to capture, it's it's a terrifying thing to to get, and that's the whole the whole fight is giving up the security for following your dream. You know, it's hard. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That would be a, quite a transition. The only thing, I mean, and we're not even talking financially, but just the. Um, you know, the changes and everything that it would, and all the burden, I'm not burden, but, um, but all the responsibility it puts on your counterpart to care for the family that you have at home. And then, um, all of the, you know, the tough spots where you have to leave your family and knowing that, your wife is there doing all this work, especially if you have like sick little ones or whatever, and oh, yeah. you're just hanging out in a hotel room from the eight PM. Yeah. You know? Well it's like <laughs> so I've got I've got a handful of friends that are kinda of going through it right now with them, you know, trying to follow their dreams and, and their significant others kinda of going with them and I can't even imagine like the stress of you know, like one friend, they just picked up and moved everything to Los Angeles and started over. And and the other uh-huh. friend is like in New York trying to make it while his wife is still back home. It's I can't even imagine the stress that it's putting on both of their families. But uh, I don't know. They both seem 
to be working it out somehow. But uh, I am yeah. very, very happy to be in the place that I am right now where I'm afforded the ability to be gone like three or four days out of the month and make more than I was making when I first started being gone 20 days out of the month. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it, it makes a difference. So I would say, like, if you came to me tomorrow, and if for some reason, I mean, I was, like, making just a ton of money and we could work it out to all go together to do something or whatever, I mean, it'd be one thing. So it depends on your situation, you know, and it depends on your financial stability and and how laid back your wife is, you know, about starting that journey. Because, I mean, even as, like, I grew up with, you know, a dad who was, an over-the-road truck driver and I mean my mom said he'd be gone for seven weeks at a time and there's six kids in my family so I mean there's certain women who are okay with it and make it work and can you know be functional and I think then there are certain partners who it just wouldn't work for them and it's not to their dismay and it's not you know it's not to their yeah um it's not their fault it just is you know you're kind of throwing something into the party that wasn't there beforehand and, and that, and it is a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of work uh, for Mark. It's a lot of work for me. You know, it is extra, you know, it's it's extra for, for everyone in that family, especially when there's not money coming in that you're just getting out on the road. So anyway, so I think we beat that dead horse. But, um, <laughs> you know, it depends. It all depends. But um, but I, I can't see it being something that... Um, yeah. That uh, would be that would work for every couple. That's for yeah. sure. Case by case basis. Yep. Yep. Any final oh. thoughts at the end of this phoner? Twenty questions. Uh, let's see here. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I was trying to think of <laughs> other questions that we got. Uh, like when we were up in World or whatever, but you know, like because we get questions all the time, but it's yeah, funny, but um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, yeah, I can't really think of anything. What about you, big guy? Well, I'd just like to personally thank my beautiful, talented wife for calling oh, into the show today at the uh, oh, wow. the Radisson Inn and Suites Studio. <laughs> And I am sitting in a recliner while our daughter is at daycare playing. So <laughs> we really kind of have a nice little thing happening yeah. right now. The only way we can get a podcast out of here, at least. <laughs> I'd like to send out the special thanks to all the people that ask questions. Uh, this show would not exist without the questions. It'd just be us rambling along for 40 minutes. but uh, And it kind of is anyway. Yeah, so, that's pretty much how it ends up. There it is. <laughs> But as always, you can get the podcast at uh, Podbean, tuned in, iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, check out largedrunkman.com for my upcoming uh, upcoming uh, tour dates. I'll be all over the place uh, this fall until I take a break so we can welcome the new tiny lady to the house. That's right. I love you, honey. I love you too, Ed. <laughs>